Welcome back to the Pro Pilot Playbook Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be covering one of our viewer or listeners' questions that was emailed in to us. Um, I'm Sean Ritchie. And I'm Mike Martin. And, uh, you know, we created this whole thing, the Pro Pilot Playbook, to help aspiring pilots navigate their careers. You can think of us as your personal career counselors to become professional pilots. And uh, the whole thing was started because of, of all of the obstacles and hurdles, pitfalls uh, that Mike and I had gone through throughout our career progression and realized that there was, a, there was definitely a need for this type of thing. And uh, right. that's how we ended up here today. <laughs> so the Yeah, question, that's right, man. Yeah, the question comes to us from, uh, this was submitted on YouTube. And if you're listening on the pod, the actual iTunes podcast or one of the other seven or eight platforms we're on, you can see our faces on, uh, on the YouTube channel, on the Profile Playbook YouTube channel. But Patrick uh, commented on one of the videos, uh, asked a question. You can also email us the questions at podcast at propopplaybook.com. But uh, he says, I love your guys' channel. Would love to see another one on stuff a 1,400-hour CFI like myself can do during the pandemic to be competitive for an SIC position in a corporate job. Uh-huh. Uh, he says, just wait it out. Or uh, you know, he also says, how do I navigate so many furloughed? Thanks. Uh, okay. real, quick, though, real quick, though, the 1,400-hour thing, what, what uh, Patrick is speaking of is, to become an airline pilot or, or get that real first pilot job, the minimum is 1500 hours. And that, that minimum is where you get your ATP, your airline transport pilots license. So right at right around 1400 hours is where you're really, you know, if, if you're in one of these, you know, a flight instructor gig or you're, you know, some other time building job, you're, you're building that resume out. You're submitting applications because most of these companies will hire you right about that window uh, is, mm-hmm. is opening up right before you hit 1500 hours. You're going to interviews right. and you're going to get your first real job. So that's why he's saying the 1400 hour CFI and CFI is certified flight instructor. That is a typical time building job for a pilot. Yep. Yep. Great. Yeah, well, I, I can tell you the second that uh, I heard you say that uh, uh, question, I, I, re- I, I it just popped in my head. I mean, I, I've got an immediate answer. It's probably Sean's too. Um, here's the thing. Well, first of all, there's several different aspects of corporate aviation. So when you say you want a corporate job, I mean, you know, we talk about this in our program, but, you know, there's charter, there's flying for a big fortune company, there's flying for one owner, there's you know, there's, there's, there's all types of different corporate flying jobs and we can get into that in a bit. But what, what I would say is to that, uh, my initial reaction is the most important thing for this person to do is Netflix, uh, is network, um, network. Did, did I say, I was going to say Netflix. Yeah. Watch Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Is, uh, That's what you have yeah, to do. <laughs> no, yeah. No, uh, networking is absolutely crucial when it comes to uh, flying corporate jobs. Um, it's just like anything in life. 
but uh, you know, people like to do business with people they know. I mean, that's the key. However, when it comes to hiring a pilot, it's a very uh, intimate job and they want to make sure they're getting along with the person. Um, when these corporate operators hire you, there's quite a bit of financial investment, a lot of times in training. I mean, some of these, some of these jets, they can hire even a load time guy off the street and have to invest forty or fifty thousand dollars in training just to get this person approved on insurance. Well, you don't want to hire somebody off the street that you have no clue what they're about. They could, you know, they could be a great pilot, but they could have a terrible personality and you don't want to deal with them. Or they could be a terrible pilot but a great personality. Either one of those, they're not going to work and you just spend fifty grand on training that person. So networking is incredibly incredibly important uh you're not going to get a job flying for coca-cola uh just mailing them a resume and saying hey you know my name's sean i'd like to work there it's just it's not going to happen so how do you do that well you've got to put yourself in a position where you're going to meet these corporate operators and you know there's several ways to do that uh you know one of the most blatant ways is to hand deliver your resume in person try to talk to these people and try to uh, get to know them, invite them to lunch, whatever you need to do uh, to develop a rapport. So they hey, say, hey, you know, you're motivated. You, you want this. One of my friends who has the best corporate job that I probably know, uh, he pursued this company so long. I know the uh, chief pilot said when he hired him, he said, we didn't know whether when we had a position come available, we didn't know whether to hire you or put out a restraining order. <laughs> right. And he's I forgot been there that, like yeah. <laughs> ten, 10 years. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, he, uh, this person is a pilot. He's got 1400 hours. So he's hanging out at an airport. I would put myself in a position to be around these people with these jets and these turboprops and, you know, talk to them about the planes and, and get to know the people, even if they're not hiring. And, uh, you know, you may end up, flying right seat in some of these planes and not getting paid, but that's all an interview. I mean, that's an interview and these guys are meeting you and they're deciding, Hey, is this somebody you want to invest in? So, um, you know, during his downtime, I would recommend that, that he hangs out at the airport. There's, uh, there's jobs you can do. Uh, maybe flight instruction slow right now. Uh, you could get a job at the FBO fueling planes or work in the desk or whatever. Also in these things will put you in, proximity to uh, uh, these operators, which is going to give you access. This is all you're doing, you know, to make right. that happen. So what, what, what's your reaction, Sean? Well, right before I hit the record button on the Zoom podcast, we, we agreed we weren't going to plug the program in in this <laughs> one, because I feel like we talk about the ProPile Playbook program every time, but I, I, I got to say, though, that this is a whole uh, module of our the ProPile Playbook program that we sell yeah. that organizes right. the whole thing. But right. we have one in there called How to Get Jet Time. Uh, well, there's there's a couple different ones, how to skip flight instructing, how to get jet time or whatever. And I'll give you the 40,000-foot the uh, overflight of it uh, here, Patrick. And that is, you know, Mike's saying hang out at the airport. Well, I don't know where you're flight instructing. I don't know where you're at. You could be out in the middle of Wyoming on some little strip and there's no corporate aviation. Um, this works best. It could be a Jackson Hole Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that would be pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> this works best at an airport where you got some corporate operators, you know, and, and uh, you know, pay attention when they're out there, whatever, keep some resumes with you, you know, pay attention when they're out there. Uh, you see them getting ready for an airplane or something, approach them and 
just be like, hey, um, CFI over here, blah, blah, blah. Um, I hate to bother you. I know you're busy, but I just want to hand you my resume. If you ever need a right seater, you know, to sling your gear and talk on the radio for you, be the, be the meat in the right seat, give me a call. I'll ride along with you. You don't even have to pay me. Okay. Right. That's your, that's your in. Okay. Yeah. It, you may have to give it out to 10 people before you get a phone call or 15, 20 yeah. people. I don't know. It could be the first one to yeah. hand out. You get a call, but that's how you get in. And then from there, you know, these guys that are doing this for a living, they know everybody because as Mike just said, it's all about networking. So maybe you yeah. fly with this guy that has a King Air for a little bit in the right seat and he introduces you to somebody else that uses co-pilots all the time. And then from there, you learn about somebody else. And then next thing you know, somebody's wanting to send you to get your type rating in an Excel because uh, you're the guy that they enjoy hanging out with. So yeah. that's how the corporate world in private, the, you know, the private jet world that Mike and I operate in. But there's also, you know, I, you're like Mike said, you know, the a corporate job, that's a big, broad term. Right? Maybe you're talking about a net jets or a flex jet or a flight options type of gig. Those are major, you know, flight departments handled similar to the way a, a regional airline would do things. Um, so you would get online and see what their requirements are. And that yeah. job, that job, if that's where you're wanting to go, that job would come after you do everything I just described about, you know, handing your, your resume out to somebody saying you'd sit right seat for a little bit. And then, you know, in that job of a flight options or something, uh, you really learn how the industry works. You get some true experience of operating in a professional environment. And then from there, if you wanted to do the, you know, ultra supreme fortune 50, you know, the Coca-Cola's, the P&G, the, you know, the, you know, any company in the, on the planet that has private jets, uh, you know, from there you have the experience to move over there and you'd be more apt to be hired, uh, you know, at one of those companies. Uh, if you were flying for a flight options or a, a flex jet or something like that, then the guy yeah. that went to the airlines and left the airlines to do it. There's, a little bit of a stigma in there, uh, which is one thing I wanted to point at, uh, point out to you because you said something about in your email navigating, you know, all the furloughed guys. I wouldn't be concerned about all the furloughed guys because that guy, right. that old grumpy guy flying that King Air, you're going to be handing your resume to, saying you're a CFI. You want, you mind if I sit right seat? Uh, he's not going to be hiring some 24 year old kid who just got furlough from GoJet. It's just not going to happen. Right. Because um, he, he, he knows it's temporary. He knows the guy's coming in most likely because we're pilots and we all have similar personalities with some kind of chip on his shoulder or, you know, it's just, right. it's just not going to happen. He's seen it over well, and over and, again. And he, <laughs> yeah. They're not going to invest in that training. And then the airlines call you back and you go, go back, you know, it's just, right. it, it's not worth their time. Right. Exactly. So I would not be concerned about that. I would, my advice would be keep plugging along. Uh, if you, you do have some options. I mean, if you watched our, the podcast we just put up, we were talking about how the industry, I know you sent this email in, let's see, September 20th, almost exactly a month ago since we're recording this. Um, 
you know, the industry is recovering and it's going to keep recovering. It won't be long, but uh, if you are, right. if you are sick of flight instructing for some reason, there is, there's other stuff you could do um, uh, besides, you know, doing that. I would definitely try to get some right seat time and something though, but uh, there's, there's right. pipeline, there's pipeline work. Um, there's the mapping stuff, you know, lots of time building there. If, if you do like flight instructing, you got a knack for it. You know, uh, it's getting cold everywhere. Get down to Florida where you can throw a rock and hit an airport. And every one of them usually have a flight school on it. And most of them have advanced accelerated training flight schools because people from all over the world right. come to the United States. And most of them end up in Florida for uh, flight training. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's it, that. It, yep. I think any type of professional advancement you can do when you're slow is, is also very important. You know, uh, take, take an opportunity, you know, when you're busy, you have no time for that. Now you're slow. So yeah, you're making less money, but uh, you know, there's different ratings you can get. Maybe you're just a straight CFI work on your CF double I, you know, you can work on multi-engine rating, seaplane rating, tail dragger rating, you know, any of those things you could study for your ATP written, get that knocked out of the way. I mean, there's things you could be doing, uh, with this downtime that you're not going to have time to do once things get busy, you know? So, uh, it's like the old flying, uh, magazine slogan, right? A good pilot's always learning. Right. So, um, you know, see, take a look and see what things could be done to improve yourself also. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's good advice. I like it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing right. is, um, I know this isn't exactly corporate work, but, uh, you know, we just mentioned in the, the last podcast, there's all the, uh, the freight operators. You know, some of these freight operators, you could end up in a 737 or a 777 with, uh, you know, 1,500 hours if you've played your, your cards right. And those cards could be played by what we were talking about, getting in the right seat of one of the corporate aircraft at your local airport. You hang around long enough and this guy likes you and wants to type you that you could end up with your ATP out of that situation. And there are some, yeah. um, there's some, there's some stipulations in that, you know, cause we got the, the whole, um, it's not just the, the way Mike and I did it. You just take your written, whatever they got the ATP CTP stuff in there. Um, so there's some, but I know it can be included all in, in a t initial type rating. So, yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, these owners are used to paying for that type of thing. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. Right. Yeah, it's a big hurdle. I mean, it, 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 you got to understand, this is one of the hardest hurdles in a career. But it, once you get into a corporate operation like that, uh, then you start flying these bigger airplanes. The transition from props to jets, once you land that, you're, you're in a real good spot. You right. Know? It's a huge yeah. hurdle in your career. And I should mention, I'm sorry, I, I mentioned that ATP thing because of uh, that is the one big hurdle that the uh, the ABEX and the Southern Air, uh, you know, those they they do want you to have uh, an ATP in anything. And that is a, a major hurdle unless you're actually employed by somebody. Yeah, so that's, that's why great. I mentioned that. Great. Otherwise, you could. It, you know what? And actually, it, it, that's just what they had listed on their website. Um, it's right. possible that they've already worked around that and they need pilots bad. I mean, they, they mm -hmm. may already be hiring guys without, you know, our AT, restricted ATPs or ATPs. They may already be doing that. 
uh, you just get that ATP, CTP, get your written done, they'll do the rest. You got it. Yep. Great. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, I, just uh, I hope this answers your question. Yeah. And uh, just, just keep plugging along there and things are going to turn around, you know, like we always say, I think really quickly here. So the key is uh, take, you know, yeah, you're not, you're, you're not busy right now. Take advantage of that time. And uh, because things are going to change before you know it, I really think. Oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, thanks for sending the question in Patrick. We appreciate it. And anybody yeah. else out there watching it, watching uh, the podcast here or listening to the podcast, you can submit your question at uh, the preferred method is podcast at propilotplaybook.com. Great. Thanks a lot. We'll see you guys.